Please cue me. I'll be ready. I rip woods on this thing. Just Again. let me know when we go. Let you know when it's okay. Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, it is February 2nd, 2020. Oh. The Super Bowl just ended. Yeah. I tell you what, I was bored out of my mind. Uh, well. It wasn't a bad game. No. I just didn't give a shit who won. 100% agree because you didn't have any vested interest in either team. I couldn't to, find one. Yeah, you didn't hate them. You didn't love them. Yeah. Um, people give me shit, and you get this, because your two favorite teams I don't even remember what the fuck Super Bowl it was <laughs> in Atlanta. Actually, two of the three games I've gone to, the Ravens and Giants game in Tampa. Terrible. I, yeah, no fucking interest in either yeah. of those teams. But I was lucky enough to be there, and my brother was with me. And I was able, it was before 9-11, and I was able to not only get him into the game, but afterwards get him on the field. Yeah. But the game in Atlanta which turns out to be an incredible game. But at the time, it's Rams and Titans. Yeah. And I didn't care about either team, St. Louis and Tennessee. Yeah. But one of my closest friends, I mean, probably top 10 friends, lives in Atlanta. And I never get to see him. And so I went down and said, hey, Dave and I are doing shows. We're doing the night shows. But fuck, I don't think we even went on the air until 10 o'clock Atlanta time. And I said, hey, we'll hang out for a couple days. It'd be great to see you, and then I'll go to the game and get the hell out. Well, there had been such a crazy winter storm that she couldn't get down into town. And Dave, first, same thing with that game. Through halftime, 10 minutes into the third quarter, like, I'm watching. It just feels like, all right. Yeah, it was a a bad Sunday game. It was a boring game. Blaine Bishop, I don't give a shit about. I'm (laughs) trying to get fired up for Falk. McNair, I didn't really give a shit about. And I said to her, I go, you know what? Let's watch the end of the game together. And I bailed with the only time I've ever done this for, like, any impact game. But I knew she had to work, and it was her only time to hang out. And it was so fucking... What did the people around you think when you were packing up? To oh, leave? nobody... No, because you got to understand, there are a lot of people that are getting out. Dave, I, I've been to three. Wow. But there are people, it happens a lot, that have to catch a flight. They got to get home and do radio or do whatever. Shit, it's just like now, Radio Road, people leave on... I mean, you saw Sean Salisbury tonight. Yeah. He's texting pictures from his house. Not a whole lot of people stay for the actual game from the media. Because here's the other deal. It's not like they go, okay, Mike and Judd and Steve and Rich and John and Ernie, you guys can all hang out, man. We'd love to have you. They go, no. One fucking guy can go. (laughs) And on the left is a guy from San Antonio. And on the right is a guy from San Jose. And you're fucking sitting there. You got a thousand things. It's great. One time. It's great two times. But by the third time, you're like, fuck, I don't know these guys. You're just sitting. It's like, what if I just dropped you off at a bar in the middle of Fresno and go, okay, there you go. You're on a bar stool. Watch the game. But, Dave, the way that game ended, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And we went to a bar, and I still had, they give you a couple of things. And people were like, dude. Were you just at that game? And I was like, yeah, 
So in hindsight, I learned my lesson. Never leave because no matter how dull it can be or whatever's going on, you never know how it's going to end. And, and she and I laugh about it to this day. She's like, oh, fuck, sorry. I'm like, ah, whatever, I'm a moron. But I've never, I've never bailed an event because I fucking learned my lesson right then. What I remember most about not only that Super Bowl with those two teams, but the weather all week, as you said, was so bad. Brutal. It was so cold. It was like, like you were watching everywhere. live news and people were just yeah. driving off the street. It was, it was horrible. It was really uncomfortable. Then you look at a day like today. And you go, this is why San Diego should be hosting oh, yeah. Super Bowls. And Miami, everyone said all week. It was so freaking hot. Really? Everybody was miserable in Miami. Yeah. And, well, here's the other thing in Atlanta, too, that I was like, God damn. Our halftime show was not fucking Shakira, who gave Phil Gone a hard on. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on. Doctor Hold on. You're throwing a lot at me right now. I didn't even see it coming. Dr. Phil Good from the old Max FM. Phil Gone wrote on Twitter tonight, I'm not going to lie, Shakira giving me a hard-on. I was like, God damn. God, relax. Is it okay for guys just to scream out I have an erection? I, I didn't think so. I didn't like it. So because it bothered me, I retweeted it, so it bothered all of you. Um, no, I had fucking, here's the other shit. Enrique Iglesias, Phil Collins, and Christina Aguilera. Like, by far, the worst halftime show in the last 30 years. You're in the back row of the Georgia Dome. You're with 50 people you don't know. And that's why, like I said, if you have the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, David, it was you and me and Woods. Yeah. And uh, whoever else, right? Fuck, you go in a minute. You go in a minute, you hang out. But when you go as a media member, it's like, you just go, fuck, I, I just feel like I've been plopped in the middle of the stadium with 50 people in this section. I have no idea who the fuck they are. You know. <laughs> I got lucky. I'm sorry. I got lucky yeah. one year. First one I went to, Super Bowl thirty, and I sat right next to Vince Cellini and Fred Hickman from CNN. I have no idea how I ended up next to them, and they couldn't have been cooler. They couldn't have been cool. And that, for me, they were doing CNN tonight. And like I said, Tampa, yeah. I was able to get my brother up at halftime, and he and I hung out. So Super Bowl is amazing, but I don't miss it. There's no part of me watching that today or, or whatever I saw yeah. from Radio Row where I'm like, I told Stephen Ben, there was absolutely zero drop-off with those guys not being at Radio Row. Just do their shows. We don't have the NFL here. It's a thing. Here, it doesn't matter. You don't have the NFL. Nope. People get upset when you start talking about the NFL here. Yeah. So, so it I, makes sense not to send anybody. I, I couldn't agree more with what you're saying there. I saw a Shania Twain here. Remember the Buccaneers yeah. play the Raiders? And that was it was weird because that was one of those deals where I remember going, this is going to be so fucking great. I'm going to watch the Raiders win oh, right in front right. of my fucking face. Right. And I remember seeing Costa. And Costa and I knew each other, but we weren't friends, friends like we are now. And I remember him and I like almost kind of gave the look like, hey, it's happening. It's our day. It's Fuck our day. Barrett Robbins. Like, was, we got this. It was the, it was the least stressful I, I can remember being before a big game. Yeah. That sure that the Raiders are going to fucking yeah, kill him. God, that was a bad one. And, uh, and I remember Reggie Bush was in high school and he's walking around through media day and people are talking to Reggie. And I mean, he was he was a star. Yeah. And uh, we do the whole thing, and then I show up to the game, and I'm all excited. And I remember telling my family, all right, when I come back, Raiders are going to be world champs. And then (laughs) 
it was so fucking bad. And but the the funny thing is, I had Andy Rooney from sixty Minutes sitting right to my left. Yeah, how, yeah, bad. And he was a big time football fan. He wasn't working. He was this there because he's a big football fan. Yeah. And I pissed him off really quick. Big shock. And uh, I wanted to get the fuck out of there so bad, but I had to get interviews after the game. It just it was just horrible to watch. Like, is, can the clock move any faster? But and, and as as I jump into the Andy Rooney for the people who haven't heard this, I remember looking at him. And I was like, I did his voice. I'm not going to yeah. do it now because I wasn't good at it then. I'm not good at it now. And I said, in doing my Andy Rooney impression, did he ever go to a Super game, a Super Bowl and then expect a good game and then you just get a big pile of shit, you know? And yeah. he, he looks at me. At, right. He, he's like 98, looks at me, and he's like, a lot of people do impressions of me, and they're all better than you. <laughs> don't do that again. Don't do it again. That was pissed, all right? <laughs> so I don't have to say shit to him. Yeah. The game ends, and Andy wants his souvenir Super Bowl cushion. Right. But he couldn't get it off the fucking chair because it's like double Velcro oh underneath. Oh, my God. They, like, staple them in. Yeah. Who takes those? It's he a, wanted it? Oh, yeah. He, what oh, did he wanted, do with it? And then I dropped the, went back to it again, the impression. You ever just want the Super Bowl cushion, but you can't figure out how to get it off the fucking seat? And he just looks at me and goes, that's two. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like basically, I'm going to kill you if I wasn't I 98. would have. But I got his fucking cushion for him. Nice. Did you rub his balls too, <laughs> pussy? <laughs> his balls. No, I didn't rub his fucking balls. What's wrong with you? Andy Rooney. <laughs> well, He's an and, icon. You and I hung out for the 98 World Series. Yeah. I was with Mark Grant when uh, Kevin Brown came in. And unfortunately, you know, against the Braves. Yeah, but Michael you and Tucker. I, yeah, you and I hung out for those games. All-Star games, you and I were at the NHL All-Star yeah. game in I was LA. with you, by the way, with the whole, with Grant. You were right there, yeah, right? thanks, yes. Well, I just remember. You help with Grant when he tells the story. He says, I was with Palais and forgets you were fucking there. I'd be doing me a favor, buddy. <laughs> I should be so goddamn lucky. Um, But you and I went to the All-Star game. Yeah. Fights are different because championship fights, it's a small little group. So, yeah, but, but Dave, circling back to tonight, I was kind of the same way. I just I watched the game. I yeah. enjoyed it, but it felt like felt like Sunday night football. It did. Yeah. I will tell you the game that it was not. The game to me this year between two teams that I had no interest in one way or the other, cheering or hating, yeah. was the Ravens Niners. And that game on that Sunday in the bad weather came down the last play. God damn, I was wound up and love that game and go, holy cow, that game gave me like just such a rush, adrenaline rush. And I didn't have it tonight, but I didn't hate the game. I just, I really, come on. How do you not like Pat Mahomes? Oh, I don't dislike him at all. Yeah. I mean, I think, and and, and you really, I don't like, dislike Andy Reid. I mean, Andy right. Reid's a guy you cheer for. Right. I mean, it was so funny. You were you were actually driving over here when they showed it, but it was Andy Reid going up to the ESPN desk with Chris Berman and Steve Young. Yeah. I think Randy Moss. And Steve Young goes, he was my JV coach. He's the one, as a former lineman, taught me how to play quarterback. No joke. Everything wow. I knew about playing quarterback, I learned at BYU from Andy Reid. And yeah. he goes, he was my JV. Like, he couldn't believe it. I said it three times. He was my JV coach. I'll tell you the other thing, and I don't know, maybe it's just in this room, but I bet a lot of us in – San Diego and Southern California are feeling it. We're seven days removed from the death of Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And had that not taken place, 
I feel like I probably would have been a lot more invested in everything that happened this week. I just, I couldn't. I'm I with set, you. I set up uh, to tape the herd. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, let me see what's going on in Miami. Who stops by? Who's he talking to? Five of them are on the DVR. I'm not going to watch a yeah. minute of any of them. However, I have Kobe's final game. I have what we saw Friday night at Staples Center, having been there yesterday. I mean, it's unfair to the Niners and the NFL yeah. in Kansas City, but I think a lot of us, myself included, are still trying to figure that whole thing out. And having been up there yesterday and experienced it, not even for a Laker game, but just to be there and to see it on a Saturday morning, man, oh man, I, I put on social media, seeing it on TV doesn't do it justice. It is massive, massive. And those boards that you see, I put a picture of my son signing one. There's six of them that are front and back. There's 12 of those things that I saw. Well, then they come down and they put brand new ones up every day. Is that right? Every day, brand new ones wow. go up. Wow, which makes sense. Dave, you know it. If you've been to LA Live, Chickern Way, which is the street that runs directly in front of Staples Center, has been closed for a long, long time. Yeah. It's closed off, which is cool. So you could not get over onto the Staples side unless you had a ticket. Over at LA Live kind of in that area it is a horseshoe it's just a horseshoe kind of below the access tv studio and everything else and that horseshoe is covered along yeah. the outside parameter with balloons and pictures and signs my son wrote a letter to kobe that he dropped off yesterday then what i hadn't seen is as you come in the horseshoe that whole area is bricks and it felt like you were at Petco Park because people have taken gold Sharpies or black Sharpies and written messages and they've all claimed a brick. Wow. The bricks all have messages and there's candles and Kobe jerseys and memorials. And it was just amazing. Yeah. And kudos to the Clippers. I mean, I, it shouldn't have been shocking. They've left the signs um, usually the Clippers is Steve Ballmer and Doc Rivers who wanted to establish their own identity. They've covered up anything to do with the Lakers yeah. on Clipper game day. They're not doing that with the two Kobe jerseys. And even Dave just being there 12 hours after what we had seen the night before, man, you just feel it. You feel it everywhere in L.A. And it's incredible. Yeah, It really is incredible to see the outpouring of love not only for Kobe and his daughter, but everywhere I went, there were mentions of all nine. So, yeah, like I said on social media a week ago, all those fucking people that gave any of you shit for initially grieving Kobe and his daughter because those were the only two you had a connection to at the time, they can all go fuck off because everybody is being celebrated and rightfully so. Yeah, everybody is. Yeah. The way the Lakers handled it on Friday, oh. you, you saw with Le LeBron James. I and mean, it was very strange that it's exactly what you expected. It looked like the game at first was going in slow motion. Nobody mm -hmm. wanted to play. Right. 
and then it, of course they couldn't pull out a win and right. and you see that all the time where guys just they just aren't ready to play they're out of it yeah sure i mean it makes a lot of sense i mean you aren't even playing a sport and at the same time everybody felt like last week was yeah. just one of those this really happened no. just just an unbelievable moment and I, I'm with you. For the NFL, it was it was terrible because yeah. it wasn't close to the number one story in sports. And then you see the difference. Yeah. Just like I, I said with with Jake, not having Jake, the biggest thing for me, the biggest change, because I'd sit here and watch these games. And like many of you sports fans, you're you're just it's diehard. It, yeah. it makes or breaks your day if your team wins or loses. Yeah. Hell, I've watched my my favorite college team lose a national championship game. I watched my I watched the Rams last year uh, lose a Super Bowl. The Dodgers lose a World yeah. Series. Dude, it didn't hurt. It didn't bother me right. like the ones in the past. Right. The one that bothered me most was, and I, I told it on there, was the the last year when they lost to the Nationals, meaning the Dodgers. Yeah. yeah because yeah. of Jake's ashes, Father's Day, yeah. being part of Dodger Stadium, the whole deal, and then going, fuck, I really wanted yeah. them to win with, uh, with, with Jake there kind of a deal. That was it. But – Otherwise, it didn't. Uh, it's it's. You realize it's a game. Yeah. You know, you still got to get up and go to work tomorrow. You know, yeah. whether the Chiefs win and the Forty ers win, unless you're calling in sick. And trust me, <laughs> your boss knows this motherfucker's not sick. Well, my boss sends out a fucking memo to my team without talking to me and goes, "Look, hey, Monday's day after Super Bowl, so if you have PTO time, you need to use it. Go ahead." I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hang on." Stop the clock. Stop the clock. I'm like, Monday is our busiest fucking day of the week. Fuck are we doing here? But we have two guys that are Niner fans. One guy will be in it one. And the other guy's like, hey. I'm like, dude, no, we're fucking buried. And then I was like, I don't want to be that guy. So he'll come in at 10 instead of 7. So we gave him, we gave him a little break. But, dude, that's when you know you work at a great place. Yes. When your boss is like, look. All of a sudden, it's the national anthem, and all of a sudden, you're face down on the couch. Let's uh, let's be responsible and just don't call in <laughs> sick. Just put in for PTO. Do it the right way. Um, one quick thing on Kobe and Friday. Yeah. I've seen a lot of different things this week, right, as we all have. Seen a lot of things about Kobe, whether it's stories on social media of things that he has done. Um, stories about the other families that you go, wow, man, I just, some of the families that have gone on and spoken about some of the other victims are incredibly strong and you get it, Dave. We understand what that's like when somebody very close to you is taken away and then you're asked to speak about it, um, to pay tribute to them in a very short time frame afterwards. It's not easy to do so many great things. I will say for me. The thing that I took away happened Friday night. And it was at the open of the show for uh, Spectrum Sports. Yeah. I watched that one. It was Bill McDonald and Stu Lance. And Bill said, before we do anything else, we want to show this. And it was a clip from Kobe's final game. Kobe's final game. He had completed the press conference and they captured on video when he said to everybody, I'll be right back. I want to go talk to Stu. And he came out and he seeked out Stu Lance and he said to Stu, I just want to thank you so much for calling my games. And you and I have known Stu for 
gosh, I don't know, 20 years? Yeah, at least. In the sense that he'd be on the show four or five times a year. We don't go golfing. No, or... but we had, no joke, last time I was up there two months ago, I had dinner with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with Al, right? Yeah. And so uh, he's just such an incredibly nice guy. And to watch that, uh, it was incredible. Like, you just go, you go, dude, your final game, and just to see their conversation, and you could just see, man, clearly what it meant to Stu on that night, what it meant to Stu on Friday watching it back. And I loved what he said, which was he knew if he said something to me, I wasn't going to repeat it. Yeah. And you go, fuck yeah, man. But that I just thought was cool. I just thought that was cool because I saw something last night on social media. I don't know if it's real or exaggeration. I was not at Vieja Serena. I don't know what Ted's relationship was with Kawhi. Kawhi was there two years. It's much different than uh, Stu and Kobe for 20. Um, But I saw a thing on social media that said Kawhi wasn't very nice to Ted. I don't know if that's true or exaggeration. Um, but like those guys, man, we have that chance to call the game and you're the voice of it. Um, like I saw a clip today of Kawhi where it felt like at the end of the night, he kind of, he, he went by coach Fisher. Now, I don't know how much time they had already spent together. A lot. lot. Yeah. I mean, they, every time they show them on TV before and after the game and during halftime, they have their arms around each other. Okay, great. Okay. That, but what I loved is in the clip that I saw tonight. His Kawhi's dad, as they're leaving, and and Kawhi's mom telling Steve to give his best to his wife, and Kawhi's dad stopping somebody and saying, "Hey, take this picture for us." And I thought that was good because sometimes yeah. they, maybe we get it as parents what our kids don't necessarily get, even when they're adults. Yeah, maybe we have a different appreciation for the people that make an impact on them when they're young. Again, like I said, you're not there every minute of the deal. You have no idea what has been or hasn't been said. But I thought what Kobe did for Stu Lance was incredibly awesome at the end of a very difficult week. I tell you, there's so many things that are are interesting to me about the whole Kobe thing is how many people he reached out to in a short time. Right. Like, you know, whatever, whatever your day is, and you go, man, today was a full day. That guy, it seemed like every day was four times the day that we were all living. Yeah. I mean, he said he didn't sleep much. Nope. You know, and, and that so many guys said, oh, I heard from him. I heard from him. I have a text from him. I mean, early Sunday, you know, we know he reached out to Shaq's kid, right? Yeah. We know that he, he went to church. He reached out to uh, an, another person. I'm drawing a blank right now on the, the other person. Oh, Le- LeBron mm-hmm. back in Philly. And then, boom. I mean, that was all before 9 o'clock in the morning. It's uh. It's cool, man, for me. I've had two incredibly close friends, and I wonder how many other people have had it, send me really nice messages this week. And, look, you and I have been reminded of it way too many times, how quickly things can go away. But if he reminds people to... Hey, tomorrow's not a given, so tell him today, right? Don't leave any opportunities on the table. Then he did an amazing thing. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I watched it. I watched it tonight. I thought the commercials were cool. I thought the commercials were better than they'd been in years past. There's some funny shit in there. I remember, like, years past, they 
They were just so busy with trying to make you think or some fucking dramatic bullshit that I've said the the commercials in the Academy Awards are often better than the Super Bowl. But I, I thought Joe Buck was fine. Troy Aikman was all right. I didn't think he was great, yeah. but I thought Joe was fine. I thought it was cool that they drew the connection that his dad called uh, Super Bowl one, and here he was 50 years later. Like, all that was cool. Um, Shakira, like I said, Phil Gone had a fucking erection. <laughs> God damn. I mean, if you're the NFL and you can impact a guy used to be known as a, a solid DJ on a classic rock station, he was so impacted by that. He said, I'm sharing this on social media. What was a bigger social media shock tonight? The fact that um, Phil announced that he was sporting wood. Yeah. Or that President Trump didn't realize that Kansas City was in Missouri and not in Kansas City. He did not. What did he write? Yeah. Well, Darren Ravel had it, and then Trump took it down. President Trump <laughs> took it down. Hold on. I'll, I'll find it. For I liked our guy, Alan Cson. Who wrote, I'm going to tell you right now, I think Bruno Mars is the best. <laughs> Every guy in the country was in a fucking sweat. <laughs> but I said, well, that's a smart guy because his lovely wife, Amy, probably sees his social media. <laughs> and Alan didn't get delegated to the couch tonight. Here we go from uh, Donald Trump's uh, Twitter. Congratulations to Kansas to the Kansas City Chiefs on a great game and a fantastic comeback. Under immense pressure, you represented the great state of Kansas and, in fact, the entire USA so very well. Our country is proud of you. Okay, there is a Kansas City in Kansas, yes, but got I, I, got I got it. But you know when I figured out the difference? Fucking in third grade. I got it. Jesus Christ. Jesus. <laughs> you got to be kidding. What's wrong with you? I didn't even know. Um, sorry to change gears, but yeah. we have MLB Network on in the background. When the fuck did Travis Jankowski sign with the Reds? A while back, like it was one of the first moves. It was a long time ago. Oh, okay. This, by the way, the did they trade him? <laughs> they got something. I, yeah, I think for him, they right? got something in return for. Yeah. Him. All right. Um, sorry, dude. No, sorry. No, I no, just... no problem. I know it keeps going across the bottom of the screen of different moves that guys made. Speaking of that, I'm gonna jump to that because this show is not gonna be real long. We're just no. going to knock this show out. Um, Mookie Betts talk. Forget about the fact that you guaranteed a, a deal was. coming I felt down. so confident. Is it driving you crazy? Are you one of those guys that goes to Twitter right away and go, Mookie Betts, where's he at? Well, I would think if I'm him, it's making you crazy because yeah. I want to know, am I going to Florida or am I going to Arizona? Exactly right. And if you don't think that makes a difference to the players, you're fucking nuts. <laughs> Sorry to be so dramatic. Um, No, it's not making me crazy because I, I just think, if he doesn't, okay. Here's there's another team involved right now. Yeah, besides, Dodgers. No, no, no. Besides the Dodgers and Padres, who the Brewers? Wow. So the Brewers all of a sudden are involved in this deal. Really? So obviously, if you had to say it's not, he's not going to the Padres. Mm -hmm. You want him to go to the Brewers. You don't yeah. want to see him in the NL West, especially with the team you want to beat more than anything else. The fact that there's a third team and maybe it, it's a bunch of crap. Who knows? That the Milwaukee. I mean, excuse me, Boston's trying to get somebody to take price or get a little bit more from one of these minor league systems. But it's one of those where really if the Padres didn't sign Machado a year ago, then you would say, oh, man, this would be – it would be the Machado news, but but actually bigger. You know uh, what I'm to saying? To me, Dave, I look at it more about Hosmer. I, I look at Hosmer – Because you're paying his big-ass contract for a yeah, long time? Yeah, the Machado thing – It really thing, sucks. The Hosmer thing's different too because – 
Myers, you wouldn't necessarily be in. I mean, you'd want to get rid of it. But I, I look at the Hosmer deal and go, that's the one that is an anchor. That still has five years to go. Myers has three. And even Jesus though the Christ. back two years on that, uh, right? Am yeah. I, do I no, have no, that you, right? Or does it have six years to go? He has six years to go. He got an eight-year deal for he, 144, the, yeah, right? I'll look, try and look that up. I think he has six years to go. But he's got three at 20 and then three at 13. But, I, I mean, you're not getting Eight-year contract. Eight-year deal, right? Yep. So that's the one to me. But the the deal, why I'm excited about it yeah. is, honestly, I would love to have the chance to watch Mookie Betts play. Amazing, yeah. right? Um, I'd I, be the second best player in baseball. Yeah, I don't know what you're giving up to get him. But if you're if you're out from Myers, and I mean Myers in the lineup, no matter what it costs you money-wise, we don't have any idea what the finances are. We don't know what that team, honestly, they may very honestly be able to afford a $200 million payroll, or they could be over their skis at 115. We don't have any idea. We can speculate and have a pretty good idea. But if they got rid of him yeah, and for five months we're able to watch Mookie Betts or three months and you got to flip him at the deadline, goddamn, Dave, I think it would be really, really fun. And if you got to trade him and you're down from the deal, Myers is gone and you don't have any of that bullshit going. You made a run at him, and maybe you're able to get a guy or two. But, I mean, he's not going to re-sign here. No, probably not. And he might not re-sign with the Dodgers either. I mean, he said, you know you know, his agent is. Yeah. His agent's going to say, no, we're hitting the market. This is what we do. Yeah. And he's going to get paid. Yeah. But, um, I'm, I'm not, I mean... I really thought last week that I thought shit. If if they didn't make a bigger play for Marte, and that's the one. You, yeah, that's the one you were talking about. That's the one that made the most sense. I, I, depending on what was being asked for in return, and it's the same thing with this Mookie deal. We have no idea what's being asked exactly for in right. return. Boston maybe is telling you, "Hey, man, we gotta save face. We need Paddock, Patina. We'll take. Yeah, sure, we'll take Myers." But we want the catcher. We're going to need Paddock. Don't tell me anything about Lucchese. I need a legit guy, man, that can come right in. Right? We don't have any idea. These guys don't say shit. So <laughs> who knows? No. But yeah. I, I I, just I don't go crazy because we never know what's being asked for on the other side. So um, here you go for Hosmer. Uh, 21 million, 21 million, 21 million, 21 million, 21 million, all the way through 2022. At 2023, 2024, 2025, it's 13 million. Yeah. 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 So they did that deal right. They back-ended it. They no, the, the deal is wrong because they give him the opt-out. Well, he's not going to opt-out if he's playing shitty. Yeah. Well, you were hoping that he was going to come here yeah. and be great. Yeah. And if he's not, then you go, well, we got him for three at 39. He's but he might be a bench today? player by then. Today, he's only 30 years old. Yeah. So, he's 30. 
So yeah, two years. Yeah, maybe. Fuck. You can... Dude, I don't know <laughs> I what happens see, in this town. I see. I don't know. I'm guessing right now the pace he's on. I mean, we keep saying hey, he's going to turn it around, but the pace he's on, he's going to be sitting on the bench making thirty nine million for three years. You might just say, "Get the fuck out of here." Here's your money. I mean, if you want Naylor to be your guy, <sighs> I don't want Naylor to be the guy. Well, nobody cares what you think. You're a Dodger uh, Well, it's fan. not working your way. You're in last place. Wake we the were, fuck up. We were in last Still place. Still in last place. Asshole. Have you played a game since last Have place? You? <laughs> yeah, finished in first. Yeah. We'll stay well, right there. What'd that get you? It gets you October. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, it's the tenth month in the year. People Nobody played baseball during that fucking time. It got you a lot of fucking heartbreak with your big, tall Ross Porter hugging pillow. You puss. Would you rather get one bullet to the heart? Or tend to the leg and bleed out. That's what you get every fucking year. You bleed out. You got to fucking... Your team's so fucking stupid that they couldn't tell guys who were hitting a fucking trash can, okay? Why don't you check yourself? <laughs> it was loud. We're yeah. focusing between the white lines. Why don't you fucking check yourself? Jesus Christ. <laughs> don't give me they haven't won since 88. Fucking, I'm claiming 2017 and 2018. Yeah, well, you can't. You still... Even when you knew they were cheating, you, you fucked bullshit. it up. I just did. You did. See, did you see the Verlander thing when no, he was standing up there? Know. Fucking Verlander's in a room where he's he's in front of the mic. He's wearing the tuxedo. It's like one of those awards dinners. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking to his right, he has Cece Sabathia, who wants to kill him. I mean, he right. looks like Ray Lewis looking at Eddie George. He's ready to fucking kill him. And then you got Mike Trout over here on the other side, and he makes a joke about obviously in Houston. We're way ahead of uh, technical, uh, technological advancements. And he goes, <laughs> like, gives the look, and then he looks at Sabathia, and he punches the table like five times and stares him down like, one more word out of you, yeah. and you're going to leave here without your head. Yeah, your, your it, selfie game's about it, to it end. It was really uncomfortable. Fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> maybe he needs to go and start writing his material. Right. Right. I couldn't figure out social media tonight. Right after that. Here are the three that I saw back to back to back. Yes. Phil Gone, Dr. Phil Good from the late, great Max FM, wrote on Twitter. Oh, boy. Did he, did he say he said Shakira, right? Yeah, he was talking about Shakira. Like, he didn't even send it in a direct message to John Maffey or yeah. somebody. He just fucking wrote it and hit send. Do you think he was drinking? He doesn't drink, I don't think. I've never seen him drink. I, yeah, I don't think. No, I don't think so. Oh, my God. And then he put a fucking little video that said boner alert. <laughs> to double down. If we weren't all... Like, hasn't it been a tough enough week already that we have to sit there and think about you with your fucking terry cloth towel? <laughs> huh? Hasn't it been... Then... This is crazy, man, that I thought our show would go this direction, but it has. Then we got and if I was in my car, this would be one of those things I would drive off the fucking road because I know who's involved. Then we got Edgy Eddie. Oh, my God. A lot of shots of J-Lo's vagina tonight. I, I know. know. What the fuck is that? What are you doing? You got a job. Yeah. Damn it, Eddie. You're going to fuck this up. Well, and then my man, Alan Cson. Hey, I'm going to tell you, Bruno Mars was the best. So I said, well, he plays it safe. Alan's is the one when your wife checks your social media. Eddie's is the one when your wife doesn't look at social media. And yeah. Phil's is when you don't have a wife. Oh, Jesus. And you are just fucking choking the governor. 
But goddamn, he was going to share it with everybody. He did. He I didn't see did. shit out of him about, hey, what do you make of the Tide commercial or the Google commercial? You think Woods is done crying yet? <laughs> Hold on. Explain this one to me. The Stephen Woods one. Where he cried? Yes. I'm, I'm lost on, on what's going on. I try and catch up to what you guys are texting back and forth. What happened with Google and Woods being upset and saying everybody's crying? And who's Loretta? Uh, Mark Loretta. Oh, talking about Mark Loretta. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Um, that was Loretta who, Lynn. I didn't know what we were talking about. Who's Loretta in this song? Loretta? I don't know. Type in Loretta's song lyrics. See if you can figure it out. God dang it. I know Pete and Pony Loma, that fucking... Loretta. I can't think of it. Loretta's song lyric. Uh, oh, it's from the Beatles, right? Okay. Fuck if I know. I don't see it. Uh, get back? Is Loretta in that song? Get back from the Beatles? Get back, Loretta. Yeah, that's it. I solved it. Okay. All right, there you go. Just way to ride the wave with me. Um, so Google had a spot about Alexa. Oh, I got you. And it was... Got you. Okay, that's what came up. Yeah, talking about... Um, hey, remember that Loretta loved the beach. And Loretta loved, um, you know, yeah. chicken pot pie, right? And and then the final one was, remember that Loretta loved Harry Reams. And I was like, no. No, she didn't. Pay her respect. But, so you're watching that and you go, shit, man, that was really well made. Really well made. And I have a very close friend of mine whose mother is dealing with dementia right now. And she sent me a text and she goes, God damn. She goes, that message has me crying like a kid <laughs> because she said they're telling Alexa to remember everything that she yeah. can no longer remember. Like, remember that she did this, this, this. And you go, God, that's that's really good. We have fr I have a friend in my marketing department who's like, the ad should make people be talking about you tomorrow. Like, who really hit home? And you go, God, Google hit home. They nailed it. And good for them. They clearly need the money. And then I looked over <laughs> and I looked at social media. And Wood said, well, everybody in our house is weeping right now. And I'm like, poor fucking Bo. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Poor Bo. I was just like, I get it if... Hannah's crying because of course Hannah and Steve's mother-in-law lost Lauren of course fucking an American yeah. treasure and a San Diego icon and I guarantee you for Hannah and Steve's mother-in-law they're looking at that and they're thinking about all the great things that Lauren loved anybody Dave you could do it for Jake we could yes. do it for anybody we could get it so why was Bo crying uh, Bo's crying because he's looking at his dad. His dad's a fucking mess. Bo's like, shit. You think Woods is the kind of dad that would say, if I'm crying, you're crying and pinched him? <laughs> you think he's that kind of guy? You're going to feel what I feel at all times? Or do you think he just happened to be crying? I don't think he took it in. I don't think he's old enough to he comprehend said, that his dad doesn't have a backbone. That he's yellow. <laughs> he said, what the fuck? 
I said, do you think he pinched him? Is what I said. Do you think he's, he gave him a big pinch on the no. arm? Make him cry. You're going to cry with all of us. We cry as a family around here. No, oh, my God. I just want to know why Bo was crying. Bo was you ever crying. see those T-shirts, those Save no. Ferris shirts? I'm getting no. a Save Bo shirt. I just sell them for 15 bucks. Like Save Ferris. <laughs> save Bo. Um, like, what do you think of guys? Who are guys that cry all the time? Like, I feel like there's a celebrity that talked to Tom him. Brady was on was reading his mean tweets the other day. He says he cries all the time. He does? Yeah. Someone was ripping him one of the tweets. Hope like something like, hope your dog eats chocolate and gets sick and you, you cry like a big bitch oh. or something. And he's like, I do. I do cry all the time. I did something awful yesterday. Oh no. I you just said that. <laughs> oh God. This may be t- and I think my son caught me, but um, I think I got out of it. So I'm at the Kobe Memorial. And my phone rings. And it's one of these spam calls. Yeah. That I tell you what, fuck you. If if Trump came out tonight, didn't say anything else other than I'm gonna stop these fucking calls that come yes, in. I'd put that Make America Great hat on tomorrow. <laughs> and you can all fuck off. I'm so sick of these calls every day. God damn, if he did that, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm wearing it. We'd book Sean Hannity on this show. All those dudes that just got fired at KFMB, yeah. they'd all be on. Oh, my gosh. Any, any of those guys, Bernie, Mike Bloomberg, I'd be like, hey, I'm going to fucking get the goddamn Sprint and AT&T and Singular. Are they still in business? Yeah, of course they are. <laughs> i get all these assholes. Cricket. Yes. Where you get these motherfuckers off your phone? When I'm mayor of fucking La Mesa, that's the first thing. That shit's not coming in. First thing? You're going to worry about that guy over at Peter's? He's out. We got him out. Do I'm they, also going to... Do they close the store down? Yeah. Okay, good. And if I hear of any parents p- pinching kids because <laughs> we cry together as a family. So I was starting to think, like, I really hate these guys that call. I yes. just hate them. And so any of them. And so this is what I did yesterday. And Dave, this is honest to God. I'll cut my hand. Okay. I was just waiting for the next one to come in. Because I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this. And I'm not sure if I'm going to like it. But uh, guy calls. I'm not going to say what industry he's from or what he was selling. But I'm in the middle of the Kobe Memorial in L.A. Live. And it goes through to the guy. It's 12, uh, 11.45 on a Saturday. This fucker's working. <laughs> Uh, hey, can you let me know who I'm talking to? And I go, you don't even know who the fuck you're talking to? <laughs> I go, you're bugging me on a Saturday and you don't even know? I go, I'll tell you what, I hope your mom dies today. Oh, Jesus. I said, and he goes, what? what? <laughs> and I said, I hope your mom dies today. Oh, my gosh. And it stopped him. Hey, hey. I go, no, hey, fuck you. <laughs> you're bugging me. I hope your mom dies today. And the guy goes, hey, we have your name and your address. I go, great. Come on over. I say, no, you don't. I, you just asked me who yeah. I was. I go, I hope your mom dies today. I hope your mom dies today. And he's like, we're going to put you in the dialer. I go, great, because if she doesn't die today, I hope she dies tomorrow. And I'll remind you tomorrow. <laughs> and my son goes, who are you talking to? I'm like, oh, my God. Ah, it's just a machine. Just a machine. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm like, God, God. damn. Wait until he goes to school and shares that story. Right. And here's the thing, too. Like, I've had really, really dark days. 
Yes. And on those dark days, you're like, hey, listen, man. When you're in the darkness and you don't know where you're going, yeah. shit happens. And if you can't fucking handle it, fuck off. Yesterday was not one of those days. <laughs> I was not in a dark place. That was not a reaction to Lexapro. I was just like, hey, I'm just going to fucking amp this game up a little bit. And the guy was like, oh. And he just kept saying shit, and I just kept whispering it to him. I hope your mom dies today. I hope she dies today. Because it's bad enough if I tell him, I hope your mom dies today. But there's something really fucking creepy when you whisper it to him. I hope she dies today. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you think that guy had to take five, walk oh, around the yeah, floor, and he I'm just sure get, he did. You know, you think he just get right back on the Fuck call? No, he didn't get back on the phone. He Nobody turned, called me today. He looked. Yeah, of course. No one else wants to be wished that. He looked around the room. And was like, oh my god, you guys won't believe what just fucking happened. Well, I was gonna start too with, I hope your dog dies today. Oh, see. I but like dogs like, more than people. I do. I'm like, your mom's embarrassed. She probably hopes she dies today too. <laughs> We have your name and your address. I go, good. Call me back tomorrow. I'll tell you again. I hope your mom dies today. I'll tell you again. I hope she dies today. You're fucking, hey, I don't like to, hey, I don't care. I hope she dies today. And it was like, oh, it just ruined him. I don't give oh, a no fuck. Shit. No I don't shit. give a fuck, man. You could say, oh, you know what? Uh, uh, it's terrible. And we could be, uh, they could be living off this system. I don't give a fuck. I'm already paying for enough fuckers. We all are off the system, right? But yeah, try that fucking game. <laughs> try you gotta be a sick fuck to try and do it. And like I said, yeah. yeah, I've had days where you're like, dude, listen, I'm just gonna put all the cards out on the table. Uh, like, Supro had an impact on me, and I'm trying to fight my way through it, and I'm rattled. No. Went to lunch with Al Horton. Yeah. Had a great time. <laughs> Fucking laughed our ass off. That's the other sick thing. How much of a sick fuck I am. Yes. Is that I said that to that guy like 19 different times. And you didn't I, think about it 10 seconds after. No, I just after. put my phone away and go, all right, let's go. <laughs> let's go take some pictures. That guy's just like, fuck you, God. Oh, my God. You know, Jimmy Kimmel does the thing on Halloween where he says, That's I want bad. you to record you taking your kid's candy and say you ate it all and you put it on YouTube. This is what we want you to do on the show. We want you to record you telling the next person that calls you. Well, you'd you. have to be able to hear them. <laughs> no one would do that shit. Nobody has the balls in our audience to do that. I'm trying to think. Who's the sick fuck that would Oh, they're it? all sick fucks. I know, but I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if they're that sick. I mean, that's, Understand, that's crazy shit. I get four a day, yeah. minimum. How many do you get a day, minimum? At least four. But At my, least four. Mine now says on my phone, might be spam. So I don't answer right? them, yeah. Yeah, well, why the fuck? How does that shit just go on in, in 2020? Like, how come none of these motherfuckers that we pay 300 bucks a month to to have our phone drop out anytime you go through Mission Gorge? Yeah. Why don't you fucking do something for the customers, you cocksuckers? They don't do shit. They don't do jack shit. Oh, my God. So that's it. I tell you, you want, yeah. Because if you're like, you, this game yes. that we used to do, Wow, your parents proud of you? They they're not rattled by that. Hey, my my parents are very fine with me. I have a job and I get paid, right? But when you're like, I hope your mom dies today. I hope she dies. 
Jesus. <laughs> it's just like, whoa. Take that asshole's name off the <laughs> report. But who are you going to report me to? Exactly. For what? Yeah, you're bugging me. You didn't say you were going to kill his mom. You just no. said, I hope, I hope. No. Yeah, I hope she chokes on corned beef hash. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well, I, again. Again. I don't know. I mean, there's a guy, uh, Joe in Carlsbad, that was so offended by you yes. putting out the video. That guy one-punching people the other day. Yeah. Oh, here, you want to hear the dumbest comment of the weekend, too? You hear Go that? ahead. Yeah, I do. Dumbest comment of the weekend goes to somebody who we won't mention their name, but there's somebody that you and I know very well who goes, hey, man, you know what you need to do for Brian Curry? Bring back the helicopter sound, dude. It's the best. I go, maybe not for a while, okay? <laughs> maybe we'll hold off on that, all right? That'd be really great. Maybe I could have done that on Monday night. Hey, guys, we're here with the Kobe and God dang Godspeed to him and his family. Let me tell you about Brian Curry. Hey, we're up here. Uh, over. Hey, Brian, what's up? I was like, I think the helicopter yeah. bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no kidding. Might have been retired for. Okay. Sorry. Over. <laughs> yeah, this bit's probably over. Over. <laughs> All right, before we move, we move on, I, I do have two, actually one question. All right, yeah. here's the one question for you. I've been thinking about this, but it won't make sense if I ask it on the next show. Right. What is a worse Super Bowl loss? Okay. Mm. The one we we were, I'm trying to think, were we at both of these? All right, no, we weren't. We're at one of them, though. Okay. Seattle against New England in Arizona. Okay. Where they decide they're going to throw the ball instead of handing it off to Marshawn Lynch. Right. Is that loss worse for Seattle? Or is the loss a few years ago when the Falcons were up 28 Oh, to that three? one by far. That one by far. Come on. And it was the same coach, by the way, who's coaching yeah. the 49ers. Yeah. Who didn't understand if I ran the ball a few more times, it takes enough time off the clock, and there's no way the Patriots would have time to win that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that uh, that one. Did you watch that whole thing about the Brady jersey that they did the Fox special for the hour about, about the guy who had ripped off the Tom Brady jersey no. in that game? No. Really good. How the FBI got involved, okay. how the NFL security got involved, and everybody else. Did they find the jersey? Yeah, they tracked it down because, remember, it was the yeah. guy from Mexico. Oh, that's right. That's it was the guy right. from Mexico. But what was crazy was a dude from eBay. Dude from eBay who buys and sells. There's a huge market. And, I mean, you've seen it this week with Kobe's stuff. Like, oh. like I saw yesterday, Dave. I'm walking around Staples Center. People selling Kobe shirts. And you just yeah. wanted to ask him, like, hey, where's the money going? Exactly. Like, fuck. But um, there is a huge market for game-worn jerseys, yeah. whether it's you know baseball or shoes or anything else. And there's a guy that, that buys and sells and is well-known and had gotten to a conversation with a guy from Mexico who had a good collection. And... He said, it's like when you collect cars, you show off your jerseys, everything you have. And he said, the guy from Mexico goes, oh, by the way, I also have Tom Brady's jersey from Super Bowl 49. And Brady had said that when this, the jersey got stolen from 51, he goes, dude, I'm missing 49 too. Guy from eBay 
the the guy who not the Mexico guy but the other guy had a friend because collectors it's a small group yeah. man it's a small group and he knew a guy that was not only a collector but in law enforcement and said hey I think I might have a lead on this guy and they figured out the guy's email they talked to the NFL and figured out the guy had been credentialed for the game and Fox had 99 wow. cameras at the game and then there were already cameras inside the stadium at Houston and they were able to to face match this guy and see that he used his tie to hide the credential and acted like he dressed like an NFL PR guy. Wow. And he was not allowed in the room, but he walked in and he had the balls to take a selfie with Tom Brady. But the fucking FBI and Mexican police showed his door and he just, he had that. He had both Brady jerseys and Von Miller's helmet from Super Bowl Holy 50. Shit. Stolen all this shit. Wow. And he could have gone away for a long, long time. And Brady said, I just want the jersey back. I don't, I don't need to put him in jail. So, Damn, that is insane. Yeah, but it was really good. Yeah, it really sucks, though. I mean, you got to yeah. think. That's a huge moment. Yeah. I mean, if there's w whatever Tom Brady wants to do with it, it's still, it's his moment. Right. To steal such a big part of it sucks. Yeah, what a douche. Yeah. But, wow, man, I didn't know. But anyways, it came from that game. And it was the fifth one yeah. for Brady. His idol had been Montana. So for the comeback, his mom was there who was fighting cancer. I remember. And there were so many connections to it, and Brady was incredibly upset because he said, a lot of my stuff I don't keep, but that one I wanted. I had tucked it deep into my bag, and the fucking guy went into his bag and just took it out of there. Jesus. But, but luckily, they were able to get it back. All right, before we get to how old are they and how much are they worth, I want to mention our good friend Dan Williams. Dan, of course, is the guy that would help to, wants to help get you into your very first home. What's happening in the rental, mar rental market? God dang, man, I cannot speak today. We get that dwarf, please? <laughs> Thank you very much. Dog's trying to get in. All right, Dan Williams, let's get this straight right here. Again, what's happening in the rental market? Dan doesn't like it. He understands you're throwing all your money away. So here's the deal. He wants to help you get in your very first home. You need to give Dan a call. Or you can t contact him through his email. It's daniel at sandigolending.us or call him at 858-688-6813. We all know the rental game is a joke, okay? Yep. It might not be your, your first choice on what you're trying to do, but you'll be shocked how little you need down to buy your first house. It's time that you start investing in yourself and stop investing in other people's property. Make sure you call Dan again, 858-688-6813. Yeah. Ooh. You you are just really flushing money down the toilet when you're renting because, I, I don't know. I mean, there are people that have leased cars, and you go, okay, well, great. At the end, you don't have anything to show for it. It's kind of the way it goes with renting, too. And maybe the problem is somebody has gotten into your head and lets you believe that you wouldn't qualify. Well, that could be the case. I mean, if your credit score is 124, <laughs> yeah, you're probably not buying but let Dan tell you that. Don't you tell yourself, hey, I can't do it. And man, oh man, especially if you're in the military. If you're in the military, there are so many programs in place that can help you and nobody knows them better than Dan. Yeah, uh, I've just had the best conversation with a buddy of mine out of state. He's buying a new place and he, he checks in. He's in escrow. Cool. I have to go to Denver in a couple of weeks. He's from that area. I go, hey, man, you coming down for the stadium series? He goes, dude, I'm getting my keys that day. Awesome. And it is such an amazing 
uh, feeling for anybody who's been lucky enough to do it and let Dan help you get there. 858-688-6813. Go ahead. And Dan will be there at the Padre game with us this year. Absolutely. So he wants in. Yep, he's in. Looking forward to it. Again, once you take care of your business with Dan, the next guy you're going to call is going to be Brian Curry. He's going to help you go through the process of all the different neighborhoods in San Diego that you have an interest in. He'll also tell you which ones to stay away from. Again, when you're talking about property, you're talking about an investment, you're talking about your future. Brian Curry is the guy that knows San Diego better than anybody we know. And again, he's the guy to call when it comes to real estate. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Yeah. You have to know because there are so many different things that come in, so many layers to the onion when you're buying your place, and it doesn't just start and end with neighborhood and price. If you're buying a condo, it can be HOA. It can be parking. It can be school district. What are the property taxes going to be? Now, what's the crime rate? All of these different things that come in, and Brian's going to be the guy to make sure that all the boxes that need to be checked in your favor will be checked in your favor. Over 20 years of doing it at the highest level, and I couldn't be more proud. I am, David, it was funny yesterday being in with Alan and my kids kind of in West LA and then walking around Beverly Hills after the game. And you look at so many different apartments and homes and you see all these potential different living situations, man, there are hundreds, if not thousands of choices here in San Diego and it can get overwhelming. And the other part of having Brian there is knowing that you have a good guy on your side. That's going to fight the fight. Nobody better than Brian Curry. Absolutely. Don't forget about Alan Taylor, Taylor made pools. That perfect pool goes right into that brand new house that you're living in. Again, Alan Taylor is the best guy, man. When it comes to these pools and these designs, everybody's been in a swimming pool. Yep. And we've all thought, man, when we sit there and we go, man, if I ever could afford a pool or put a pool on my property, it would look like this. You have no idea what your options are to do that virtual 3D designs tour. I'm telling you, Alan will take all the guesswork out of everything. He'll give you so many different options. We tell you all the time, you turn your backyard into a staycation with Taylor May Pools. Give Alan Taylor a call, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Tell you what, a lot of you are like, you know what? I don't think I need a pool. I have a community pool. Yeah, you know what they should have done when they built that community pool? They should have built it in the shape of a urinal. Because <laughs> it's 10 little kids in there with names that you would never in your worst day name your kids. And they're just standing in the corner, taking a piss right into the jet stream and trying to hide it. And you're going to walk out of there and you're going to be like, why in the hell is the skin on my calf so scaly? Jesus. Because you didn't listen to us and get your own pool built. Bird brain? Man, oh man. If you're on our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com, you go to the sponsor page, you can see for yourself. And all of a sudden... Man, you're feeling it, right? Yes. Feels like five days ago it was Christmas. Calendar has flipped. We're into February. That means March is right around the corner. I mean, pitchers and catchers report in two weeks. Yep. That means spring training. What better time to work with Alan and his team of designers, get that perfect pool ready to go so that when the weather really warms up in April, May, and into those summer months, you're ready to go. Nobody better than TaylorMade Pools. 
And uh, make sure you tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. Again, the perfect website is just around the corner. All you have to do is call our good friend Kyle Fluger, 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. Time to get everything in order and get that business popping in 2020. Call Kyle. He's done a great job with jakesproducts.org and daveandjeffshow.com, 619-500-6621. You really have to have the right look for your website. If you don't, you will chase people away before they even give you an opportunity to win their business. And boy, all it takes is one or two things. Is the hyperlink that you are supposed to click on that, hey, email us here, contact us here, call us here. Do all those work? Because if they don't, people are not patient. They will walk away and go somewhere else. Does it look right? Or does it look like a website from 1972? All of those things matter, and nobody knows it better than Kyle Look at our website at DaveAndJeffShow.com. Dave mentioned, look at jakesprojects.org. Couldn't be more proud of those two sites, and you'll be incredibly proud of your site as well. All right, here we go. February 2nd, 2020 is the okay. date. So two, these are, two, two. Yep. Oh. <laughs> so these are the people who had a birthday on February 2nd. So the game is played. Jeff guesses how old are they and how much are they worth. Mm. We're going to start off with a girl that was doing halftime during the Super Bowl. Shakira. It Ooh. is her birthday today. Really? Yes. 48. Really? You guessed 48. I was younger than you. 43 is what she is. Oh, shit. I thought she was in her 30s. I heard she was older than that. 43. See, that? all right. Well. What do you say? No, I thought like I had said to somebody that she was like 40 and they, they because J-Lo's 50. Yeah, she'll be 51 this year. And I heard, um, yeah, I had somebody tell me, like, they were only, like, four years apart. Yeah, yeah that makes much more apart. sense. Okay, Shakira at 43, and... Uh, I think this is going to shock you. How much? Yes. Oh, I don't think it'll shock me at all. I think she's worth $200 million. Wow, $300 million. Oh, yeah. Dude, she's huge, huge yeah. in Latin America. Who's the girl from uh, Miami Sound Machine? Uh, Gloria Estefan. You think she was pissed off she wasn't invited tonight? Oh, big time. Yeah. Breaks, broke some shit in the house? Yeah. And where was Don Johnson to sing Heartbeat? Where was Pitbull? Yeah. What the fuck was Lex Grossman doing there? No idea. They fucked the whole thing up. Philip Michael yeah. Thomas, in for free, buy a ticket. <laughs> Dude, he's buying a ticket. You kidding shit, me? Shit, he can't buy a ticket. Six grand a pop. <laughs> all right here's here you go Dwayne dog chapman this crazy fucker <laughs> man oh man Dude, there's so many interesting things i found tonight on him how, t- how tall do you think he is oh shit five nine dude that's funny you said that five seven yeah. i thought this dude was like six five no five. i like the dog dude he's in a bad spot his daughter's getting arrested so family hates him. His wife just died, and yeah. he uh, he says no, but there's talk that he proposed to her best friend. Ah, oh, fuck. How much is dog worth? Not as much as I thought. I'll say that. Three million? Six. Okay. Six million dollars. Six million. How old is he? Sixty. Oh, we didn't even get into it. Yeah. How, how old? Sixty-six. Sixty-seven. Okay. Sixty-seven. All right. Here's one that I always say this this poor lady died on the worst thing that can happen to you she died at a time it's her birthday today but she also yeah. died at a time when a major celebrity much Farrah bigger Fawcett. than her Farrah Fawcett it is her birthday today and she died the same day Michael Jackson died 
God damn. Um, Fair Fawcett would have been 72. 73. Mm. So she died in uh, 2009. She was 62 when she played this game died. yesterday. It would have been, I know, it would have been, been, been much better. Um, how much was she worth? $14 million? $20 million. All right. Yeah. I never liked Ryan O'Neill. Why? I don't know. I was her Ryan O'Neill fucked over Lee Majors for Farrah Fawcett when I was a kid. I was a big uh, $6 million yeah, man. Yeah, Lee Majors. I had a $6 million man doll, but I never Ryan O'Neill doll. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, your fucking sister lost that. She was on <laughs> Team Ryan O'Neill. Did you ever see Ryan O'Neill in main event? Yeah, I think you cried in it. I didn't cry in main event with Barbara Streisand. Oh, no. Didn't she cry in the <laughs> champ? That was oh, John Boy. Cha- oh, champ. I did cry. I'd probably cry now. Wake him up. Hey, wake wake up, up, champ. Hey, um, there terrible. was a little bit. Hang on. Yeah. There was a little bit of discussion in the card that they were shocked that you cried at Lizzie McGuire. Dude, that's ridiculous. Okay. You got to tell the story correctly. I just. Did you. Did, the, did it make you cry? Hold on. Let me tell you what happened. All right. Okay. If you've ever had a kid that was awake all the fucking time when they're born yeah. and, and they're, they just don't sleep or you're just like, all right, I've gone to sleep. Now I'm yeah. getting up. And it was one of those Jake. I was with. Me. Of course. And Jake's like, I can't sleep. I'm like, oh, fuck. And all he right. was like five, right? Four. Oh, no. He was, yeah. He, he was. I think he was like three. Yeah. Like, he was he, little. He, he was little. But it was one of those nights. Hey, I can't sleep. So I'm Got not going to wake my wife up. I always, wa- I always woke up as soon as the kids walked in the room. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, let's go downstairs. And I'm thinking I can throw something on and he'll just watch and I'll fall asleep yeah. behind him. And fucking Lizzie McGuire movie's on. And fucking Lizzie uh, gets the <laughs> Hillary Duff ends up. Things work out great. She sings, yeah. you know. This is what dreams are made of in front yeah. of everybody. And I'm watching this fucking movie. And then all of a sudden I realized tears are like rolling down my cheek. And I'm like, what? I'm just so fucking tired. And then Jake's like, are you crying? (laughs) And I was like, fuck, am I crying? Like, I couldn't believe it. Wasn't super emotional. I'd be honest with you, I still haven't seen that whole fucking movie. But yeah, technically, I guess I was crying. Yeah. I think I was dead tired, though, that tears are just coming down my face no matter what was on. Do you think that was the day Jake knew you were a big bitch? Or was (laughs) it a different day? He knew very quickly. He knew very quickly. I don't think Which, Which fucking kid brought this up? Which one of your kids? Uh, we were having the conversation with Al Horton. Okay. Oh, Jesus. We were talking about we so had I a... I got right out in front of both kids? Oh, God yeah. They loved it. I just it. wanted to be mad at one kid. I don't want to be mad at both kids. They loved it. They loved that and the stepmom story. Oh, the stepmom story is terrible. Okay, but hang on. This yeah. is what... So we were all at KFMB. Yeah. And we are talking about stories about movies that made you cry. Yeah, that was one of our favorite bits. And... It was to give away pay-per-views. We had like pay-per-views for like a Tyson fight yeah. or like a De La Hoya fight. Yeah. And to win the pay-per-view, you could get your guy card back. Can't wait. Who'll steal this bit? It'll either be Walchef or fucking Woods, right? <laughs> Everything we do gets fucking doubled up. <laughs> oh, my God. It'll be Woods. Walchef's not going to be doing this bit. Nah, he just steals everything Kaplan oh. does. Oh, my gosh. Why uh, is so angry? Because it's like fucking... If I get one more fucking t- tweet about sided, I'm going to fucking hit that guy in the face with a shovel. God, part of building your brand is not making people hate it. So we were doing this bit. Okay. And you could win a pay-per-view if uh, if you said a movie that made you cry. Yes. 
Now look, this was before I had kids. Yes. And I had said, and I would I would tell you the truth. I had nothing to hide on that show. I said I just didn't have a movie outside of like old yeller when I was a kid. Yeah. I didn't have a movie as an adult that had impacted me yeah. like that. And so I just I was just listening to these stories and I just loved them. Like we weren't name calling or yeah. anything else. Horton had fried green tomatoes. That's right. Remember? I was just trying to think what was his because I remember Brian Wilson's. Which was what? Fucking American Anthem. Oh, my God. Yes. Janet Jones and Mitch Gaylord. Mitch Gaylord. Yes. Brilliant. It was such a fun bit. Yeah. Because these guys were just admitting it and you just let them tell their story. There was no reason to spin on them. Just Have you them- seen Fried Green Tomatoes? No, I've never seen a minute okay, of I've it. I've seen it probably five times. And every time I'm like, what part did Alan cry in? Every time I try and figure out, where did he cry? And Andre wasn't born yet. He didn't have kids yet at that time. So I don't know what the fuck his problem was. <laughs> he, had, he had PhD, post-Hank disorder. But two years work with Hank. He He's all fucked up. It's all Him fucked and up. Costa had it too. My dad says... Um, but we had a guy who called. I was telling this to Al, and Al said he doesn't remember this. Do you remember the guy who called and he had been at the ski lodge? And he said he went skiing with his girlfriend, and we were trying to think of what the movie was. And he was watching a movie downstairs. His girlfriend goes to bed. And it's a movie like When You Were Sleeping or one of those. And the guy said, I'm getting into this movie. And all of a sudden, out of the darkness, I hear, are you okay? <laughs> and it was his girlfriend yes. on the steps. I'm and he said the movie. he was on the couch. He had his knees pulled to his chest and he had a blanket over his legs. And I said, oh, my God, that's amazing. You win. And he goes, no, I'm not a fight fan. I just wanted to tell you my yeah. story. He just remember needed, that guy? He needed therapy. 100% remember so that. So amazing. Yes. So amazing. So, yeah, that was it. But. Yeah, that's and, funny. Yeah, for me, I was like six years old. My parents took me to go see The Champ. Yeah. And that's when I fucking couldn't believe it, what I was saying. I was like uncontrollably crying. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. Well, Ricky Schroeder is like a year older than me or two years older than me. Yeah. So, like, it was easy to think, man, that could be, be, be me, you know? And he's John Voight died? Out. Are you going to cry now when John Voight dies in a few no, years? Right, right now, I'm not a John Voight fan. Will you get a scarf? No. <laughs> no. John Voight's a great actor. But holy shit, he's crazy. He says some crazy shit, man. You don't want to be associated with John Voight. Yeah, don't tell John Voight. If John Voight calls you on the phone, don't say anything. Don't get cute with him. You just listen Dude, to the message. all I know is listening to this show, you definitely better not better not be accused of a crime. Me? Yes. <clears throat> just wish someone's mother dying, and you said if Kaplan does one more thing, I'm going to hit him in the head with a shovel. Uh, how many fucking cited? Uh, maybe a lot. But hey, you got a mic in front of you. I love Something the guy. Something bad happens to Cap, but they're coming to you first. Oh, Have no. you ever seen an episode of Heart to Heart? Yeah, no, I don't want anything to happen to Cap. I just want to mute his Twitter. Okay. Jesus. But then it's like Gary V, Gary V, Gary V, and then fucking Walchef tonight at Gary V. Fucking Walchef's turned into Little Penny. Little Penny. Can we finish the game? Yeah, let's go. We only have two more. All right, I'm ready. Christy Brinkley. Oh, God. What a peach. 
Oh, shit. 68? 66. All right. That's good. How much is she She's worth? She's worth, to me, less than I expected because I thought she was married to some wealthy guys. Yeah, 24 million. 80 million. Oh, damn. I just thought it was going to be in the hundreds. Really? Yeah. Billy Joel and her own career. I have a theory on Chrissy Brinkley. Let me hear it. Looks great. One of those girls, terrible in the sack. She goes on the list of terrible in the sack. With Jennifer Aniston. With Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, just laser. And what are you basing this um, on? Because they can't keep a guy. If they knew what they were doing, they would have kept a guy. They wouldn't have Mm. to be with three or four guys. And the guys always leave them. You ever notice? Mm. Who's the chick? um, Was the the first girl in uh, the Austin Powers? Margot Kidder? No, not Margot. Margot Kidder is gross. No. Who's the first? <laughs> Dude, I, I'd sleep with Marion Ross before I slept with Margot Kidder. You know your fucking mind. <laughs> God dang it! Guarantee Christopher Reeves like. Well, let's oh my do a God. let's do a sided debate tomorrow. Okay, who's a bad light? Okay, well, t- who's the worst light? Who's the girl? I'm drawing a blank. She's smoking hot, but the first girl in uh, the Austin Powers movies. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, was yeah. with Hugh Grant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Hurley. Yes, smoking hot, right? Yeah. Terrible way. Did you see? He the, went out and got that hooker. The, the on most sunset? disgusting hooker of all time. Shit. I mean, she must have been just a horrible way. Come on, you know I'm right on this one. That one really stinks. <laughs> if you were her defense attorney, you have no comeback. You're like, Fuck. God damn it. <laughs> I like Elizabeth Hurley. I do too. Yeah. All, all right. right. Finally, Donald Driver. Oh, God damn. About a curveball, Donald Driver. These are the ones too that always throw you off. Yeah, athlete. Because you feel like they played two years yeah. ago, but he played with Favre. Yes. Uh, forty-six. Forty-five. Pretty okay. good. How much is he worth? Mm, not as much as we'd want to no, believe. Not as much as you want to believe. Uh, eight million. Sixteen. Oh, good for him. Yeah, $16 million for Donald Driver. All right, good for him. Hey, a uh, couple of quick notes. Yeah. All kidding aside, Wednesday night we'll be back here. Kyle Kraska will be back That's in. That's right. Big blood drive coming up for Kyle. And a lot of people are like, oh, I can't believe you, this, that, whatever. Uh, yeah, dude, I'm completely cool with Kyle. And so are you. Yep. Like, let us fucking worry about it. None of you... Guys were impacted by it. It impacted me. It impacted Dave. And when he was here a year ago, it was one of my favorite shows. And you have no fucking idea what was said after the show, so don't fucking worry about it. I'm completely cool with him. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him Wednesday night. And by the way, since the Chargers left, what Kyle is doing for Heroes with this blood drive is one of the biggest one for the blood bank. And so... uh, yeah, I'm glad he'll be here. We'll we'll hype it up, yep. and I know he's making the rounds, but he should. It's a great, great event, and a lot of times the people are making the rounds, we're like, dude, 50 people have already heard your story. Not the case here. Good dude, been through a lot, and doing a lot to honor first responders and helping out the blood bank, and so we'll, uh, we'll look forward to seeing him. Uh, we'll talk to him. Fuck, we'll ask him as a Red Sox fan. Like, I mean, oh, they've yeah. had other history, but how do you view it about Mookie Betts? Exactly right. As a Red Sox fan. But more importantly, we will hype uh, the hype the blood drive. And it's not my spot to say, but just as a friend of ours who listens to these a lot, 
that lost their father unexpectedly yesterday. Um, like I said, it's not my spot to, to start announcing him, but for that person that uh, tends to listen to these on down days, just know we love you and we're thinking about you and we're incredibly sad. And uh, it's just, man, that stuff, when you hear it as a dad, it impacts me a lot, Dave. Yeah. I know it impacts you a lot as well. I would just say that the father of this person clearly, clearly was incredibly proud of their kids and they should be because their kids make us all better people. And for that particular family, uh, our love and our prayers are with you tonight. We're thinking about you. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you Wednesday night, everybody. When I'm back